Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. I don't know. Always we're we're going to do it, man. On the weird thing. Anyways, uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're helping you create generational wealth. Oh, create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, along with my co-host, the insurance bro James Cias with Pipeline Insurance, where we empower licensed professionals to effectively add insurance to their existing businesses. So, some major, major stuff going on. Uh, yeah, I'm working from home. Working from home, one. <laughs> uh, most, else, most people are working from home right now. Yeah. Pure madness. So governor essentially has changed the way we do things um, and has made it, uh, I guess it's officially law. Is it martial law? What do what, what we, no, we? No, 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 no. It's so not what, martial what law. I mean. It's not martial uh, law because there's nobody out there with guns telling you to stay in home. Right. Exactly. However, exactly. however, however, I mean, it's basically, you know, the governor saying, hey, if you are not essential personnel, just stay the F home. Yeah, well, I mean, essential personnel uh, also has, has moved around and what people believe to be essential to them is also the mm-hmm. definition because we have a lot of people who are still walking around, uh, still doing their thing. And uh it's it's affecting people. Well, okay, so if you're if you're self-employed, I can understand the struggle, right? Because mm-hmm. you gotta get they gotta pay the bills, um, which kind of leads into today's subject. I'm gonna actually have you. You got the article open up in front of you? I do have it. Okay, so this is an article that uh, that came in courtesy of the Hartford, um, and this is in response to uh, what the governor enacted, and then also uh, more. Uh, Overall, grasping this is uh, this is what Congress enacted uh, recently. So, you want to read a little bit about it so uh, people can get a little more information? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess I'll just discuss what it's uh, extending. So, the the original law is the Family and Medical Leave Act (FMLA) of 1993, uh, which guaranteed 12 weeks of unpaid leave. In other words, you could leave your job for 12 weeks. Uh, you won't get paid during that time, but at least you won't lose your job. So uh, this new one uh, that was signed into law a couple of days ago is going to require employers with less than or fewer than 500 employees to provide 10 days of paid sick leave, 10 days of paid sick leave, and if needed, 10 weeks of paid family and medical leave to stay home with a child due to uh, school or daycare closings. 
So this is really, really helpful for those of you out there who have kids stuck at home now and you know, you don't have daycare necessarily for them, not able to go to work. Like somebody's got to stay home with them kiddos, right? Yeah, dude, it's, it's tough times. And, and that's one of those things where, uh, not having funds is a big, you know, right now when it initially happens is when the worry starts to set in, right? Like all of Mm -hmm. a sudden, you know, that in the next coming two weeks, four weeks, how are you going to, how are you going to put food on the table? Hopefully you stocked up and you have some here to go, but you know, things like how are you going to pay your rent and how are you going to do all these sorts of things? Uh, luckily there's been some changes in, uh, well, not some changes. Some of the banks are stepping up and allowing you to, uh, put a halt on your mortgage payments, which is really going to help. And if you're, if you're a renter, not able to make your payments, really going to help your landlord. Whoops. Sorry. What happened? Uh, nothing. I'm, I'm playing with the, uh, setting up the Facebook to show, show the YouTube and then the YouTube played, but, uh, um, Oh, nice. Gotcha. Couldn't even no, hear it. So good. Good. So anyways, um, the, the, these changes that are happening, these, these laws are coming into place. These companies are, are shifting things to try to help alleviate some of the financial stress that's going on. Um, so what we're talking about today is specifically more with the family medical leave act and the fact that Congress passed the, the family's first coronavirus relief a response act, um, which is going to make some amendments to that. So some of you who've already use family, um, medical leave for, for example, like you had a child, uh, and you know, you, you gave birth and you had a certain amount of weeks that you could take off from, from work, but then you wanted to stay home with your child a little bit longer. So the family, uh, family medical leave act allowed you to do, uh, to take that extra time and have that money come in. Um, this is that exact program that was there, except now there are some changes to it to try to help families that are going through, uh, some financial difficulties during this time. So, uh, who is eligible for this thing, Ham? Who is eligible for the Family Medical Leave Act? Uh, to be eligible, employees must be employed by private employers with fewer than 500 employees. So, if you work for a company that's 500 employees or less, you're good. Plus, you have to have worked there for at least 30 days. Uh, this is the one that I find interesting self employed individuals who would otherwise qualify for that family leave um, under a traditional employer are also entitled to get paid leave. So how do you, how do you be a self-employed person who would get that leave? Like, isn't your employer paying that? Normally your employer is right. Um, so, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how the self-employee uh, self-employed would work, um, but they are capped to 50 days anyways. Um, and, and, so, so this is this is a number of days and a number of employees that you would need to have for your company going forward. Um, and what you know, one of the big things that always get asked once you once you qualify for this thing, like it's how much am I going to make? So, like if you're if you're a higher income earner and you're making, I don't know, let's say an eight hour day and you're making like fifty dollars an hour, um, you know that's going to be that's going to be a, a you know four hundred dollar day, and you're not. Uh, going to be making that under the Family Medical Leave Act. There's going to be caps to that. Um, so even though you ha- you work at a you're in a, you're at an employer that's eligible for this particular program, uh, you've met the employee requirements. So you you didn't just start there. You're there for more than 30 days. Um, there are limits to what you can get paid on. You want to read that one, Ham? What do what do the uh, paid fam- fa- paid family medical leave benefits pay? Two thirds. 
two thirds of your uh, of your regular pay, capped at two hundred dollars per day and ten thousand dollars overall. The other thing that's that uh, I think is important to know about this particular law that was signed into place is that it is expected to end at the end of this year. So it's not something from what it looks like to me, not something that's going to uh, be a permanent part of our, you know, employer structure is just something that they're putting in place for this situation right now. Right. And, and, and there it's supposed it's, it was signed into law on March 18th, supposed to be in effect no later than April 2nd. And remember the first part of this is going to be that your employer should be paying for 10 days of short-term emergency pay. And this is going to allow time for these other benefits to kick in because it's going to take some processing time. Um, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be payable after those first 10 days. So, you know, my my biggest concern as a as a small business owner is how am I going to pay for these different things? You know what I mean? Like how how if I have so many employees and I got to pay ten days of sick leave, and and my business has closed up, like it's going to be very tough. Um, I might actually have to lay people off. So you know that that's going to be a little different type of thing. Normally, with your family medical leave act, like let's say you have a child, uh, you go off to give birth. You give birth to the child. You, you stay home with the kid for you know the couple of weeks, maybe up to six weeks that you get for 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 the family medical leave, um, and then your your job is protected under that time frame. So you can come back based on this law. They can't fire you for having to go and give birth to your child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in this case, there's going to be some stipulations here. Yes, you're still protected technically under the fa the family medical leave act. You're still protected that you should have your job back. However, um, there are some companies that are just not going to be able to make the cut where they're going to have to cut down on employment. They're going to have to cut down on those particular jobs. Um, and so even though it, your job is normally protected, there are some, uh, some exceptions to that. You want, you want to talk a little bit about those? Uh, let's see. Where what are we? Jobs? What type of job protection? Yeah. Yep. Uh, new law includes an exception to this requirement for employers with fewer than 25 employees if the employee's position no longer exists. Uh, that's pretty much due to operational changes, right? Due to operational so, changes. So, in other uh, words, okay. what, yeah, what due to operational changes. But basically, exactly what you were saying if we need to downsize, if we need to, um, uh, lay people off if it gets to a point. I mean, we were, we were, I was talking with, uh, Jimmy with, with our business partner today and he is expecting, you know, he threw out a big number. I don't know how big it's going to be, but he was like, uh, it could be 30 to 40% attrition. Yeah. You're, right? We're talking about, uh, agents that are not able to be agents anymore or agents or that aren't able to be agents anymore or, uh, or customers that fall off that aren't able to make their, their insurance payments anymore. Yeah. Because money's tight and insurance is one of the yeah. things that you just don't think about paying first when you have to choose between putting food on your table and paying your insurance bill. So, yep. you know, in light of that, we're thinking of that too. Like how do we structure this? Cause we don't want to let people go. We want to make sure we keep everybody on staff, but at the same time, yeah. there's going to be things that happen that are out of our control. 
right? That, right. And so, you know, we're looking at, at these the end of the day, you know, the lights have to stay on. Absolutely. And so we're looking at these laws and we're, we're trying to figure out what is the best, uh, a course of action for everybody. And so if we understand this, if we share with you guys, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit more informative for us. It's a little more informative for you. And we're all on the, we're all on the same path, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different things. Um, there's, um, there's also exemptions on who is, who, who's, uh, exempt from, or who's not eligible for, for these types of healthcare, uh, this type of family medical leave. And the, the reason why you're going to be not eligible is because we're not letting you get off work. Essentially healthcare providers, emergency responders, um, those type of people, we need you at work. And so they're not eligible for the family medical leave act. Yep. Um, which is, which kind of sucks, but at the same time, this is your time to shine, right? This is the biggest, uh, the biggest point in our history <laughs> that we need people in those spaces. Um, and, and, you know, it's supposedly it's, it's going to get uh, a little worse before it gets better as far as people getting sick. So we need these people out there as much as possible. Um, yep. And uh, there was another thing that I was reading here about uh, for employers. Uh, how are employers, because we were just talking about this, right, about what happens if, you know, the, the, the companies that y'all are working for, the companies that these uh, people are working for, if they are not able to cl- to keep make ends meet, uh, there actually is some, some way that they're trying to help for the employers, which uh, one of the things that they're looking at is a refundable tax credit, right? Mm-hmm. Difference between a tax write-off and a tax credit, right? A tax credit is a dollar for dollar reduction against your tax liability. So let's say you made $100,000 this year, a deduction would lower the amount of income that you're paying taxes on. So if I had a, you know, a a $30,000 deduction, I made hundred grand, I'm not going to pay taxes on hundred grand. I'm going to pay taxes on 70 grand, right? Now, after we figure out how much your taxable income is, you're going to have a tax that you actually pay the IRS. This is the dollar amount that you actually pay. Like if you go to the cashier, how you determine like your tax bracket and all of that. Yeah. After that. Right. So we calculate your tax. Um, so we figure out how much you owe the IRS right? And a credit is like a, it's like a gift card. It reduces the amount that you owe the IRS. And so there are two types of credits, the refundable and non-refundable. A non-refundable tax credit will allow your tax to get to zero and then that's it. You used it up. Whereas a refundable, you get it down to zero and anything in excess will come back to you. And so legislation passed for this particular, uh, this particular law is allowing a 100% refundable tax credit and it's uh it's calculated against the employer's portion of social security taxes so if you guys don't don't know or if you're a w-2 employee um when you look at your paycheck and you know they take money out of your paycheck part of it is for social security part of it is for uh, medicare part of it is for federal income tax part of it's for state tax part of it's for local tax and then you have other deductions that you have associated with you maybe it's a garnishment maybe it's a 401k maybe it's a uh, like a cafeteria plan, other deductions there. But the tax-wise, Social Security, Medicare, uh, state, and local, and federal, 
those are those are the main things that everybody gets taken out. Now your employer pays half of your social security and Medicare tax and you pay the other half. And so when they're talking about calculating this this percentage of, of tax credit, it's gonna be based on what that employer is withholding from social security tax. Uh, and and it's gonna be capped at two hundred dollars a day and ten thousand dollars per um, for for this entire year for each of the employees that they have to uh you know they have to put up the money for their sick leave and and that sort of stuff so the the government is trying to put the money back into the economy the best way they can for these employers um my biggest concern is always is this is something that's reactive i'm not actually going to see this if i'm in, if i'm i'm paying out of pocket as an employer i'm not going to see this money until i file my 2020 tax return and so it's kind of a so basically you're paying the money today to to keep people employed to keep, help them keep food on their tables and as a company you're eating that cost right now but when it comes to tax season next year you're going to get all that money back you're going to get a lot of that back right and so uh and and that's usually how it works when you're filing these tax credits now um i haven't i haven't dug as deep as i want to uh, i'm going to talk to some people probably here very soon about these different things whether or not they're going to let us put this uh through our quarterlies uh when we file our our quarterly payroll taxes. I'm not exactly sure because it's based on social security. Um, that would be kind of cool. And that would be a different change as far as getting that money or at least withholding that money, not, not actually having to pay that social security amount over and just keeping it as, mm -hmm. as a, a existing cash flow in our businesses. But as of right now, the way this sounds from what we're reading, this is going to be, you know, based on whatever return you file at the end of the year. So it'll be your 1065, 1120, 1120S, whatever it is that your uh, or Schedule C, whatever it is that your entity is filing for that particular year. So there are things in place to help small businesses. It's just, again, it's going to come down to a cash flow issue. And, and there are a lot of businesses who are struggling with that. That's why I had Umberto on the show uh, yesterday talking about different opportunities to find money to help survive during these times. So mm -hmm. you know, there are different opportunities out there if cash flow is an issue and there are mm. things that they're putting in place as far as being able to earn that cash back um, uh, with, with these tax laws. So if part of the reason that you're taking this loan is to keep your employees funded during this crisis. Uh, according to this law, you could get a lot of that money back next year at tax season and it'll help to pay that loan back. Yeah, exactly. All right. So who's, that's, who's that's heartening. It's, it's heartening and it's nice. Now you just got to survive. Right. And that's, that's pretty the much. Part. Uh, so as far as this, the paid emergency, uh, paid sick leave, like, um, who's eligible for that emergency paid sick leave? Paid sick leave. Uh, I was just reading that part. Uh, who is eligible well, we talked about that. Uh, how much? It, it's it's got to be people that are employed uh, by companies with 500 or less employees or government employers. Um, but more importantly, how much can you get paid? If you are a full-time employee, you can get up to 80 hours of paid leave for this. Uh, and if you are only a part-time employee, you would get, uh, it says you are entitled to a typical number of paid hours over two weeks. 
So whatever your two week average is, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be calculated based on on what part time means to you. Um, mm-hmm. Are you a twenty hour a week person? Are you a thirty hour a week person? Are you a ten hour a week person? Um, so there'll be there'll be uh, some different changes for you there. And and this is this is a big effect because I mean, just today I got a call from um, from our kids' school district. And the principal basically said, I think it was a superintendent. I'm not exactly sure. It was a voicemail. Um, and it, it was basically saying that schools are closed indefinitely, right? And that word indefinitely uh, is in, in the Drank way he said fear it. fear into the hearts of parents everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's clarify what indefinitely means. Indefinitely just means they don't know when school's going to come back. It doesn't mean school's closed forever, Right. So initially, when we went out of school, when they closed the schools, they said school will be back uh, April 3rd, April 6th, whatever it was. They had a date in mind. Now, what what this message is saying, and just to kind of ease parents, they don't know when we're going to come back. They can't definitely say April 3rd or April 6th because... We don't know when this curve is going to happen. So the big thing right now is to is to uh, lessen the curve, right? Or what's what's the we don't same? even know uh, flatten the curve, yeah. Flatten the curve, right? And so yeah. right now that's the big thing is flatten the curve. In other words, there's growth happening in this spread of COVID nineteen. There's growth in the number of people who are going to uh, uh, um, what is it called? They're expecting fifty six percent of the California population to get this. Now that means that how fast we, we contract this thing. That's the curve that we're talking about. We want to lessen or flatten that curve. We want it to, if we isolate, it's going to be people getting infected, but less and less as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. The other thing I, I, uh, I learned about yesterday was there's actually two strains of this coronavirus. One, which is more like the common flu and the other one, which is very detrimental if you have those underlying conditions. And the problem is we don't, they're both going around. So when you hear somebody like, oh, it's just, a, it's just a flu, they're not wrong. They just don't understand the overall picture of what is happening. There's the two strains. And so you're not knowing which one you're getting. You know, that's, that's what the biggest issue is. So, uh, so, you know, be careful. We're just trying to lessen, or, you know, flatten that curve. And in order to do so, um, they're making sure that we stay at home. And then when that happens, that's when we have to talk about this uh, f- uh, Family Medical Leave Act to cover some of those finances that are com- going to come into place. So um, there are reasons why an employee can take those family medical leaves. Um, if they're subject to a federal, state, or local quarantine or isolation, which is happening now, the state is mm-hmm, putting us mm-hmm. in quarantine. Um, if an employee has been advised by a healthcare provider to stay quarantined because they may have contracted or they are at a high risk of being contracted, um, if the employee is caring for an individual subject to the first two, so that is already contracted or is at high risk of contracting, or if your uh, employee is caring for a minor child, if school is placed, uh, if school or place of care is closed uh, because of uh, because of what's going on, so. Like when you hear about the schools closed indefinitely and you don't know when you're going back and this turns into four, five, six weeks, this is why you want to start getting your family medical leave things underway. 
So uh, the last one is if an employee is experiencing any other substantial or similar conditions um, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is in consultation with the Department of Transportation and Labor to specify what that actually is. Um, so, you know, those are those are people who are uh, who can take the emergency uh, paid sick leave. And remember, the sick leave is like a Band-Aid. It's going to get you to where the family paid uh, family medical leave kicks in. Um, so uh, what do the imagine and what did, what do the emergency uh, paid sick leave benefits pay? So the sick leave is going to pay you up to five hundred and eleven dollars per day and a total of five thousand one hundred and ten dollars total for the first three qualifying events. So this is the self-care stuff. And then after that, we're going to get into $200 a day um, and $2,000 in total for the, for the last three qualifying events. So the first two are when you get quarantined, which is what we're talking, what, what's happening now, or when a healthcare provider is getting you quarantined um, because you're either experiencing symptoms or you've been exposed. And then the $200 a day, that applies to when you're taking care of somebody, when your school or your care provider closes, or you have some other uh, substantial condition that's not allowing you to, to go to work. Right. So for the most part, I think, uh, and I, I can't quote, I'm not an attorney. I'm not anything of, you know, of, of stature here, but the state has issued a quarantine, uh, stay at home. So I think most people in the state of California will qualify for that emergency paid sick leave, assuming you're in that employer, uh, criteria less than you know, 500 employees. You've been at the job for more than 500, five, uh, sorry, 30 days. You're, days. you're going to qualify for that up to $511 per day for the first, uh, for, for up to $5,110 on your sick leave. After that, you're going to kick into the family medical leave. And that's remember that's the two thirds portion. That's the 67% of your normal pay. And that has a cap in and of itself. So you're going to get some money through this to help um, lessen your, your troubles, but it's not going to be what you're used to. Um, it's not going to be a hundred percent of your paycheck if you're one of those people who doesn't have that money coming in. So, uh, on the, on the plus side, I guess, I don't know how plus it is actually, but, uh, you're at home. It's not like we're going out to Disneyland. We're not uh, going to the movies. We're not really going out to eat. So you're not driving around, um, you, you know, you do have rents to pay, you do have that sort of stuff to pay, and, and, but at least we have less of these bills going out and there is a, something put in place for, that allows us to get some money coming in to... Uh, yeah, basically, we're, what you're saying is basically we're not spending as much. We're not spending as much, right? We're not spending as much. So if you're in a situation where you need to get this stuff squared away, um, start looking into uh, processing your family medical leave. Um, you know what? This doesn't. This article actually didn't say, and I wish it would. Is how do we get started with applying for family medical leave act? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so. I don't know. I didn't see that. That's the one thing I didn't see in this article is how you get this stuff started. But I'm assuming uh, it's nothing oh, more than a, than a quick little Google search, right? This is uh, this is unemployment. This is uh, where you go check that stuff out and and uh, just do a Google search and start that application process because you're going to want <laughs> to get done sooner rather than later. Yep. Yep, yep, Man. yep, because you know it's all going to take time anyway, and everything's getting done 
everything's getting done virtually now anyway. So, you yeah, know, and, here I am working from home. And, and here's the thing too. Um, be patient. Uh, there is long wait times. There are long wait times on a lot of different things. If you're trying to call to get help, like with the IRS, tons of people calling because they have questions. You're going to try to get stuff done for this Family Medical Leave Act. That's why we're sending that out to you now so you can get on there and start applying as soon as possible. But in the next day or two, there's going to be a lot of people that are starting to do their applications and it's going to get busy, right? I'll give you an example. I had to activate a Wells Fargo debit card that I've had sitting here that I haven't used in a while, but the expiration date happens to be in March. And so I I hop on the phone to activate it and it didn't keep the key in process didn't work. So I had to call customer service. It took two hours to get somebody on the phone to help me. Um, Holy crap. And that's just because there's a large volume of calls, people concerned with their own financial issues, mortgages. Yeah, and right, stuff. right. And there's fewer people. You're like, I'm just trying to activate my debit card. Right. But you've got to <laughs> exercise patience in this time because, oh you know, people are at home. They're, they're not able to go to work. So they got less staff and they still have a large volume of calls. So be patient. Like, you know, it, yep. it's just put the put the phone on speaker keep it around you do something else do what you need so to there do is, there there are a huge volume of calls you know uh with all these different companies um but one thing you know i i keep saying this and you know i want to make sure that people are aware that there are a lot of companies taking that social responsibility taking corporate responsibility and uh you know i'm sitting here skimming through my emails and here's another one from uh, National General got one earlier today from Stillwater. Been seeing this more and more and more and more. Uh, Mercury earlier. Hey, if you are being financially impacted by the COVID nineteen outbreak, please have them contact customer service. They're working with our insureds. They're working with their customers. They're working with everybody, trying to make sure that everybody is uh, maintaining their policies, uh, not losing coverage because we know that people are going through. Uh, rough times right now. So whether it's uh, your mortgage, I saw Bank of America is um, is is allowing people to skip mortgage payments even. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't even want to use the word skip. Like, is it actually a like a full? You don't have to make your payment, and we're not gonna. You no, know, it's it's not gonna be. It, it's gonna be a skip, but they're gonna add it to the back of your loan. It's not going, you don't get a free payment. Like it's not do not, right, it's right. not passing go. You don't get to collect $200, nothing like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're just going to pay it on the back end. Structure. Yeah. You're going to end up paying it yep. on the back end. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. Pretty much. I so, mean, if you, if you need it, if you need that assistance, call your banks, call your insurance companies, call your cell phone providers, call your internet providers, call your utilities. Like a lot of, companies and agencies are coming together to help people out in this time because it's it's rough for everybody out there and uh you know they're they're pouring money into this thing to try and get everybody through so um and we'll get so yeah ask for help this too shall pass tomorrow the sun will rise yes sir 
All right, ladies and gents, uh, hopefully you guys got some some good information. If you're listening to this, uh, if you're if you're on Facebook, we drop the link in the uh, comments. Uh, if you're on YouTube, we'll make sure to uh, drop the link in the show notes. Uh, and uh, if you guys have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.